It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your good podcasts from. And if you're just lying in bed this morning, deciding not to get out, fair enough, it has been probably a stressful week for many. And coming up in just a moment, we have seven days of real estate on this day, August the 6th. And coming up, we are talking to Jackson Everton. We spoke to him earlier in the week in Sherwood there in Brisbane. Didn't know too much about that suburb, but he informs us on what is going on. And we also speak to Nick Zunas in the inner northern suburbs of Perth. Of course, it was all happening on Tuesday. Anthony Landau broke us the news that there was to be a pause by the R. We speak to Anthony and we also spoke to Jet Jones in Logan about the houses that she is selling from people with their properties deciding to quit them as a result of the rate rises. They don't need to wait for any more. They have listed and in some cases sold. And Jet also tells us about uh, selling an investor's property. And then on Friday, of course, we spoke to Michael Townsend from St Kilda in Melbourne about the upcoming block series. In fact, that is on television tonight and it is taking place in his suburb of Hampton East. So we find out a little bit about Hampton East there in Melbourne. Well, if you're celebrating your birthday today, birthday calls, happy birthday. It is a Sunday. Hope you're getting breakfast in bed. Have a great day. You're sharing it with Jerry Halliwell of the Spice Girls. She is turning 51 today. We are more than just a real estate podcast. We cover a multitude of subjects, including property data, current buyer-seller sentiment, and the mood of the market. Follow each week all of the main talking points and know your property. Don't forget to subscribe. We have hundreds of episodes, all designed to help you better understand the constantly evolving and dynamically changing real estate property market. It's the main centre forecast. And around the country, let's check on the weather. First, we go to Sydney. Cloudy with a chance of rain for your Sunday. 18 is your forecast top. Pretty much the same for Melbourne. Cloudy with the possibility of some rain and 14 degrees. Brisbane, also cloudy. And you may get a shower, 23. And look at that, the place to be on our Sunday morning. Morning is Perth, expecting blue, sunny skies, gloriously baking under the sunshine today, and 21 for you. Navigate the world of real estate like a pro, with expert insights, opinions and trends to up your game and knowledge when buying your next property. And how are you finding things there, just in terms of days on market? Have they come down for you there in Sherwood, Jackson? 
Yeah, absolutely. I believe it's the uh, mixture of a few things there. I think it's the uh, what we're still experiencing is a, a lack of supply to the market at the moment. And a lot of, on the other hand, a lot of buyers are wanting to make a decision now to lock in and try and buy something. So with the lack of supply here, the demand per property that we're seeing still very, very high. So uh, people are making decisions very quickly just because they uh, they are ready to uh, ready to buy and, and make that move. All right, and let's have a look at Sherwood, your patch of of dirt because bit of growth, bit of movement in Sherwood, 8% for the, the suburb heading in the right direction, very sought after it would be said about Sherwood and I think also tightly held. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's the, uh, I absolutely love selling in Sherwood in here in the west of Brisbane. I have done for the better part of eight eight or nine years now. Very still uh, proximity to the city, the train line coming straight through it. You'll be straight into the Brisbane CBD within 10 minutes. Uh, the schools, the, uh, the the shops, the cafes, the the infrastructure and the community of the Sherwood area. It's, it's a great place to be. And when people buy and live here, they really don't want to leave. And unfortunately, there's kind of two sides of the coin, though, with Sherwood, because it did experience some major flooding. Tell us a little bit about what's happened in that space, because you've got the the properties that have been flooded, and then you've got properties that haven't been flooded. How much of a, I guess, just in terms of the perception for potential buyers when they're looking at that flooding situation that occurred? Absolutely. It's a big talking point for a lot of our buyers. Very, uh, very common for a buyer to call us. Very common questions. What are the owners looking for? And of course, did this property flood? Uh, it's a very common question, which other areas and other markets may not be receive as inquiry from buyers. But uh, of course, the information that buyers do have access to in regards to the uh, the floodwise property reports that are available online, uh, it's very easy to jump on it and do your research. But of course, the Sherwood and the entire Western Corridor of Brisbane is sort of broken up into a few different areas, the high side, the corridor location in the middle, and of course, the lower lying area on the other side of the suburbs. So it's, um, it is definitely a talking point. Um, and uh, our flooded homes are still selling, which is great. Uh, but of course, it just, if anything, it has put a more of a premium on the flood-free locations in such a, in still such a great area. From the emotion of property, the economic inflation, managing your expectations, lack of stock, price growth, construction appetite, days on market. Stay informed with us and know your property. We are getting a lot of East Coast investors that are buying into the inner north, great rental area. Uh, we, we are literally at full capacity at the moment. We don't have literally any vacancies through our areas. We do get a lot of investors from the East Coast. I would say in the last month, we've sold probably two to East Coast investors, one from a, an Australian expat in London. So they are looking here for good returns and solid growth. Uh, I think we lag a bit behind the East Coast on prices, so uh, it, it represents great value. And just in terms of the, the stock, because we know that stock levels in Perth is is not great, how, how are you fearing there? Yeah, we're, we're probably at about half our normal stock levels. Uh, there seems to be a bit of a, a bottleneck at the moment with people not wanting to put their properties to market because there's no nowhere to go, so to speak. So uh, it is a bit of a bottleneck at the moment. Prices have held very well, I must admit. We're not seeing a, a decline in prices or anything. It's been a bit of an uptick. So yeah, reasonable market to be in. Uh, transactionally, um, we've slowed a little bit. 
And we've been talking about the the fact that, you know, the, the whole winter and listing properties, not a bad idea because limited stock and if you've got a successful campaign that, that goes at this time of the year, it can actually be a really good time for vendors to sell their properties. Any thoughts with regards to where the thinking and the sentiment in your local area is for that? with vendors? Well, again, just as you said, there's less stock about, so less to choose from. A good winter campaign can reap some good rewards for you. You know, there's still multiple buyers searching and scouring for property. The audience is still there. And uh, if you're not having much competition, as far as stock level goes, you will get good prices. And how are you expecting the market over the next three months to play out for you there in your area? I think pretty much the same. Uh, you know, I think stock levels will remain tight. Uh, we are getting a lot of uh, people that have rented long term coming into the market to buy properties to get out of the rental sort of grind, so to speak. But uh, yeah, I think much of the same. I think our stock levels will remain tight uh, and buyers will still be there. We don't just report on real estate news. We take you to the source of the information. We produce more property podcasts every week than anyone else. We are your trusted guide for all things real estate. Fundamentally, the interest rates are probably getting back to where longer term they generally will sit. I think what's probably been unusual about the series of events we've had are the rapidity of the rate rises to chase inflation and how low the rates were for that period of time, with the governor probably putting his hand up around that error in suggesting that rates were going to remain low till 2024, end of 24. So we had this combination of rising housing market running away from people, the lowest rates we've had for decades, people borrowing to capacity, then suddenly the rates have gone up 12 times since May 2022. That probably gives it an element that's a little bit unprecedented or unusual. Yeah, I just hope that in two years from now, we sort of look back in the rear vision mirror and say, wow, that's unbelievable what happened, but the the rates have fallen and we're back into some sort of normality. If you look historically at Australia, we've had some periods of very high interest rates up over 18, 20%, which is a different generation again. We recently had a period of incredibly low interest rates. So I think the main people who are really adjusting to this are more the younger generation, the first home buyers who haven't been through a rate cycle before, who haven't been through the higher rates, who borrowed as much as they could at those low rates and are now having to tighten a belt, adjust budgets, make some sacrifices, make some changes to make ends meet. And it's not easy out there. We talk to some of the most influential figures in the real estate industry, from leading commentators to investors to real estate principals, only on The Real Estate Podcast. We actually had one where the bank started knocking on the door. He's got about five properties in Queensland. This gentleman called me up crying. He's like, Jet, I don't know what to do. I'm like, look, let me help you. Let's trial off market. We sold it before we got the photos finished, actually. We had about nine written offers on his property, but like we didn't disclose any of his circumstances or anything like that. Just he needed to sell and it's actually coming up to settlement very shortly. But he's like, I'm probably going to have to get rid of my other ones as well. Wow. Okay. And what about your friends? Because being a younger person, you must have friends in your circle. They are being hit just as hard. 
Yeah, because a lot of my friends um, who have purchased in the last 12 months or the last 24 months, unfortunately, they didn't get locked into that uh, low interest rate. Um, they got put in on a variable and um, well, all of us on a variable rate at the moment are going, oh my goodness, this is not right because it just keeps going up. Like It's been open discussion over our dinner tables a few times that it's just rude how much it's gone up, honestly. In terms of that discussion around the dining room table, though, we were talking about it the other day in terms of how low can you go before you decide to let, let's just fix this for the longest period. Of course, hindsight looking back tells us everybody should have been doing that, but no doubt all of your friends are wanting to fix it once it comes down to an acceptable level. Not necessarily because in some cases, um, like, you know, obviously I wanted to be able to fix mine in my position, I can't. In other cases as well, if you're not in that position where you can actually fix your loan at that rate because of whatever circumstance, that's going to have that impact. So a lot of those people are kind of, you know, biting their nails at the time wanting to know like, oh, what's going to happen next or do we have to make a game plan as to what we're going to do moving forward as well because not everyone's in a position where they can fix their loan. What do you say to people that say the younger generation have never been through a rate hike cycle like what we've got now. You have older people saying, oh yes, but you know, back in our day, we were paying 18 to 20%. Well, look, with that also being said, you're paying 18 to 20%, but there's also been a significant increase in house prices at that point in time. So it kind of counteracts it, doesn't it? Like, you know, someone obviously of the now generation, it's um, a lot of people obviously want to go out. They want to buy the big, the beautiful properties and stuff like that. They see limits as to this is how high I can kind of stretch it a bit more. You've got to know where you're able to go to and where you can be comfortably because the most uncomfortable feeling is the first three months when you move into a home after you've bought it or even after you've moved into a home because it's like, okay, do we have to rebudget anything and stuff like that too? Don't navigate the real estate market alone. Let us help guide you in the world of real estate every day. Make better informed decisions with the latest news and insights. And we are talking about the block, the new location, Hampton East. And Michael's a little bit of a veteran. You've been on the show, what, four times in total? Yeah, that's right, Craig. Four times. Worked really hard. I don't say lucky enough. So two in St Kilda, one in Brighton and uh, one in Hampton. We skipped over the one last year in Gisborne just for proximity purposes. Pretty happy in the end that we, we did that. It looked a, looked a little bit messy. And so what do you think the reserve price might be? That's the, that's the curly one. If I was a betting man, I think that with the land sizes that are there and just the high quality of these properties are finished and how much work goes into them, the contestants on this show, they paint and then they project manage. So these are all, this is not the same as what it potentially used to be, but this is all certified high spec trades that build these houses to an absolutely amazing standard. So with that all said on these land sizes, I'd imagine the reserves will be somewhere in the high two millions and potentially my understanding is one of the block houses uh, is a little bit bigger, so north of 700 square metres, while the others are around about 600. For the bigger one, I'd, I'd imagine a reserve price with a three at the front. Well, that'll be interesting to see just uh, how close you are with that because November will be here before we know it. Now, one of the problems, of course, was the contestants last time just not really walking away with much money. They put all their heart and soul into it. I, I hope that this time round there's a little bit more fat in it. 
Yes, that's that's exactly right. And and the show and Channel Nine and the producers and everybody involved, the trades, the agents, everybody, and, and even contestants versus other contestants. Everybody wants to wants the contestants to go away with reward for effort. And there is so much effort that goes into it. It's people away from their families, uh, people interstate with young kids that come and build these houses for three, four months and the whole process that goes with it. So, yes, everybody is, is hoping that a couple of hundred grand in, at least in, in everybody's pocket is an, it would be a, a great outcome. I actually don't know how the the nuts and bolts of it work in terms of the labour. So I presume that they're getting paid, right, from Channel 9, the contestants? They get paid very a very small amount, almost like a commissary. So it'd be a couple of hundred bucks a day, sort of thing. It's uh, and especially for people. I remember the Gatwick for our first season in Fitzroy Street. Hayden and Sarah. Hayden had his own building business, so he had to put that on hold wow. to go on to come on the show, and that that work wasn't getting done unless you've got a some long service leave um, stowed away, or you're you're in a position where you can be on pretty small. Small, small wages for three or four months before you go back to your job, it can be a financial hit. Don't navigate the real estate market alone. Let us help guide you in the world of real estate every day. Make better informed decisions with the latest news and insights. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 